Welcome to Killer Kush, a podcast where we smoke and talk about killers, caspers, and cryptids. My name's Lady Cuchtenberg, and my pronouns are they, she. My name's Licknamak, and my pronouns are he, him. Welcome to episode 38. Ooh, yeah, 38. 38? Hell wow. fucking yeah. That's amazing. 38 episodes in, baby. And guess what? We have four patrons now. We have four patrons. Four whole patrons. That's crazy. We're popular. Wow. We're popular. Yeah, no, I've never felt this alive. You know, like our art is being funded. <laughs> is it yeah is it no it seriously is. thank you for subscribing to our patreon if you're one of our patrons we wouldn't be we'd still be doing this without you but it would be less beneficial to us without you yeah it would be not as fun or exciting we'd feel like we're just preaching to an empty room yeah we would probably which... hold ourselves less accountable if it wasn't for y'all yeah you hold us accountable you guys even when we sometimes still fail like for example when i posted the early episode a day late this week <laughs> so that's my bad but usually you hold us accountable yeah so <laughs> mm. thank you thank yeah. you seriously thank you and what's your vibe nick we did that at the beginning yeah my vibe this week is yeah no for sure for sure i don't know i'm living i just paid off all of my credit card debt i wish we had the sound machine Woo! i know Hold on, ready? <laughs> that nick Years of your life. Years, Years of, of my life. life. That's amazing. For the listeners, <laughs> I was a dance teacher during COVID, and so I got let go, and then I didn't have a job for all of quarantine, nor did I get unemployment. Yeah. So I that. was just very far in debt on that credit is, cards. The unemployment thing really fucked you over, and I'm thinking of how many like gig-based workers probably got fucked over by unemployment. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just because you just didn't have a W-2, right? That was the mm -hmm. only thing. That's messed up. That's so messed up. Yeah, so yeah. I got big fazucked, and I am officially out of credit debt, thanks to... Yes! Oh, thanks to my new job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the gentle bleep we'll put over there. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's the thing about, like, stable, like regular jobs regular people jobs is that mm -hmm. what you'd call them i don't know that like feels a nine like, to five yeah that's the thing about nine to fives is it gives you such stability that like it's almost hard to to ever want to do anything else because you're like wow i could go back into credit card debt and be fucked over by unemployment again or, or... i could just get my regular weekly scheduled paychecks and do things on the side forever like yeah and just be exhausted for the rest of my life and not yeah. feeling like i'm pouring all of myself into one thing because you're simply spread across too many things that you're finding it hard to identify <laughs> what part of yourself is where oh so is that your vibe then Feeling like a, a no, toast with little Just a butters. food for thought. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just a food for thought. <laughs> okay, for sure. His eyes are, like, huge right now. His pupils, like, when... <laughs> dilating, dilating. <laughs> when you're attracted to something or when you're scared, <laughs> like, terrified. That's what I... <laughs> anyway, oh, what's your vibe, dude? Um, My vibe is good. I... I'm just gonna actually say this because it's already over. Um, And preface it with this... Yeah, so I had a callback for a thing. Yeah, this week. congratulations. Yeah. Which I know, like, as an actor, like, and as a dancer, any artist, like, callbacks are what they tell us in school is like it's your job to get the callback, not the role, mm -hmm. because like you can't you can't control like if you're too short or if you look weird or if you didn't fit what they imagined in their heads or blah like any of that but as long as you're in the callback it means that they were interested yeah and it means that like you did your job and mm -hmm. you did you yeah so i did this callback and they had me like devise a thing and they had me like do a monologue from another 
thing and I feel like it went really well like I got there way too early which was my bad and I didn't realize I was the first one so I was supposed to go at 9 30 and I got there at like 9 05 which I just had to pee is the thing I feel like so, that's also not too early yeah because I I mm, it's like if they had anything that I needed to sign or if I like had missed anything I wanted to like be there yeah but I like met a really nice woman and the callback I was in there from like 9 25 to 9 50 so That's a long it was, time. yeah, and I felt like they gave me an adjustment, and I feel like I did really well on it. And then they asked me like a bunch of questions about myself, and they're like, mm. "What's your favorite horror movie?" And like, blah, and what, That's tell fun. us about your agency. And I forgot to say my agent's last name, <laughs> <laughs> and I have killed myself in my mind over that so many times. They were like, "So who's at your agency?" And I was like, "Oh, you know this person and this person. No last names, nothing." No I was like, they were more New York based, and then they like moved here. Which is, like, true, but I was like, why didn't I... I went home and I memorized their last names just because I couldn't think of it in that moment. Yeah. But but... also, you're under a lot of stress in those moments. So forgetting small things like that, nobody's going to blame you for it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like there were a few moments where, like, I just said some... A little bit awkward things, but it's an awkward environment, you know? Yeah. And they were a little awkward back. And it was, like, with two producers and then the Mm writer-director and then the co-writer. It's the getting to know you. Yeah, and I feel like they wouldn't have asked me so many questions if I also didn't do well. Yeah, you know? like they would have been like, like, okay, let's move on. Yeah, because it was like monologue one, little question about how I made it, because it was the devised one. Monologue two, adjustment, and then they asked me questions, which it was like a lot of questions. It was like we had a whole conversation type, so. That's very good. When yeah. do you hear back? I don't know. That's the thing with these mm. is... um. Well, first, I've never been in a SAG project before, mm-hmm. and this is, like, the lead in a feature, so it's, like, ah! that, it's, like, really cool ah! that I, I got that. Is there a scream on here? <laughs> yeah! Literally. That's crazy. Which, yeah, it's, it's crazy because I feel like it was just reassuring because I felt like I maybe wasn't good <laughs> anymore. You are you so know? good and more than capable. Uh, yeah, but that, that was, like, the part that I'm really, like, nesting in right now. It's like, oh, I'm, like, good enough to do that. But I've never yeah. been in, like, a union or SAG project before, so I don't know if that, like, will hurt me in getting this, you know, mm. because I've never been paid to act before. Well, that's not true. I have in, like, theater, but never in film, you yeah. know? So that I was, like, thinking about. Um, and with SAG projects, they either, like, let you know if you got it or they don't tell you anything at all. Oh, really? Yeah. So you just will never hear back if... If I don't... Yeah. I think. I don't know. Like, I don't know. And, yeah. I hate that. They should at least send you, like, a no thank you email. Exactly. And so I'm just, like... But I'm trying to be proud of myself because, like, they wouldn't have talked to me. I feel like I really came across, like, the most authentically me that I've been able to be in a room Mm -hmm. in a while. So I was, like... That's good. It's really hard to post-COVID. Yeah. Because it feels like everything's very presentational because we were still in really awkward social environments because we were not seeing anybody for a long time. Yeah, which like, and there's sort of like something that once again we're told to avoid. I'm talking about this for so long. Sorry, guys, you're getting a little mini session. No, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it's something that we were told to avoid is like being desperate in auditions, Mm -hmm. like because it shouldn't be the thing that you're relying on for your next meal like you should have some sort of affirmation outside of your art so that it's something that you can do to the best of your abilities and hope that you did well in versus being like i need to do this otherwise i'm gonna die yeah you know eliminating the pressurization of it all yeah which i feel like i did because i do have a stable job and i do have things that are coming after this if i don't get this and i Mm -hmm. do 
like, work hard, so this isn't going to be my only opportunity. But I, because I was, like, sort of thinking that, like, I went in, and where I normally would be super anxious, I felt, like, nervous, but not anxious. And I felt like... That's good. That's yeah, really good. And I, I really feel like I tried to come across in the most authentic way that I could. I brought up Search Party, because they were like, yeah. oh, you have a TV writing minor? And I was like, yeah, I do. I want to write and star in my own thing. And they were like, oh, like, what sort of thing? And I was like, well, hyper-realistic, like, camp would be a way to describe it. Like, that's kind of weird. But have you seen Search Party? And one of them had, and the other one hadn't, the director. And yeah. I was like, bro, you have to watch Search Party. <laughs> so you, seriously, you have to. It's the it's best so thing good. I've ever seen. It's fantastic. Yeah. Which I feel like that was just, like, I was just being me. And that is cool. Yeah. If, yeah. Yeah. And hopefully, Very proud of hopefully you. they want me, you know? Yeah. But at the same time. Who knows? And if they don't want you, it's fine. Another project is right around the corner. Yeah. You're always involved in things. And so it's just figuring out what the next right move is. Well, and right after I, like, submit a monologue to another theater company, because I was like, wow, wait, like, I feel affirmed. Like, I Mm -hmm. feel like I did well, and I do have talent. And if I just, like, take a class and put more time towards this again, like, that will be enough to, like, keep this love for it and this, like, improvement going. Yeah. But, yeah. So that's my vibe, is I feel like, yeah, like, inspired and good and proud of myself this week. So, yeah. I'm also very proud of you. Go you, you, dude. Thank you, dude. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Mm. Well, we'll see you on the flip side. Bye, bitches. Guess who's back, back, back. Guess who's back, back, back. you're supposed to go back again. Again, oh, again. Back again, again, again. Here, we can take it from the top, okay? Guess who's back, back, back. Back again, again, again. That's our choir training coming out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right there. It was excellent. I feel like I could be a little tighter on the consonants, just so it's more like yeah. rhythmically N- accurate. Back again. Again, again, again. Yeah, Again, yeah. Like touching the top of my mouth with my tongue. Again. Again. Oh, see, but then I overemphasized it. It's okay. I'm I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna practice. Like I really care about our growth. So yeah, thank you. We'll come yeah. back at it again next week. Yeah. And back again and, 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 and <laughs> next week. <laughs> oh, I tried to oh. click a button and it didn't work. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> this week we are doing true crime Reddit stories. Uh, yeah. It was my first time surfing Reddit. And how did you like it? I liked it. It was fun. I didn't like their interface how you see everybody's comments Mm, like i wish they chose like one or two comments to show but it shows like five and i was like that's a lot of comments to see well usually there's like hundreds and i also don't like you know the lines like the comments on the comments Mm -hmm. i don't like how it just shows like the lines going down because i have trouble like tracking where exactly or when a new one starts yeah uh yeah i got a little confused too but it's also very like old-fashioned tumblr before they did the update you know yeah it feels like, classic yeah it does feel classic retro if retro you will. <laughs> yeah retro <laughs> 2012 <laughs> retro <laughs> if you will is to us <laughs> um anyway so this first story comes from goliath prime oh also it was on a reddit uh thread that was like what's the craziest true crime story you know oh i love this and I'm so, so excited. Yeah, these ones are supposedly the craziest. And I have two that are longer and three that are shorter. Mm. Just awesome. to so five little you. stories. Yeah, oh, five we got the ghosties of Reddit and then we got the true crime. Yeah, the true crime of Reddit. Are you I ready? Love, yeah, I'm so excited. From Goliath Prime. Magdalena Solis, the High Priestess of Blood. In 1963, brothers Santos and Kayet... 
how do you say this name, Katie? Cayetano? You can't ask me to say a name that I'm just now reading knowing that I'm illiterate. (laughs) (laughs) Cayetano? Yeah. We could call him Kai. Kai Hernandez. I think it's Cayetano. Cayetano. Santos and Cayetano. Yeah. Hernandez. A pair of petty criminals devised a scam to swindle the population of a small farming town in Yerba Buena. They proclaimed themselves high priestess of old Incan gods and that they would bring bountiful harvest and treasure to the town in exchange for donations, food, and sometimes sex. When the harvest and treasures failed to turn up, the villagers began to grow angry and suspicious. Wait, 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 wait. Have you seen... Oh my goodness. Road to El Dorado. No, I have not. You haven't? Okay. That's with the mouse, right? Uh, no, 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 no. That's, um, (laughs) that's not Fifle Goes West. It's an American tale. T-A-I-L. An American tale. Um, Wait, no. There's an El Dorado with the mouse, right? El Dorado, um... Maybe it's just not Road to El Dorado? Are you talking about, like, the one that's, like, the more recent animated one about the mouse who, like, can sword fight and lives in the castle? I think so. Yeah, I don't think it's called El Dorado, but I do, it might be. No, but Road to El Dorado is, like, older, and it's got, like, um, Miguel and Tulio, and they go and, like, they find El Dorado quotations and they lie and say that they're gods, just so they could steal gold from them. Mm-mm. It's it's not a very good movie. It's kind of like appropriative, but it was like a staple of my childhood. Interesting. So yeah, like but, you had it on VHS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like one of my favorites. Love that. Yeah, which yeah. Love that. Problematic fave, but this sounds similar. Anyway. So the brothers went to Monterey in search of a prostitute they could pay to act the part of a goddess in a farce and made contact with Magdalena. What no one counted on was that Magdalena was insane, and would quickly come to believe that she was indeed the priestess of the blood god. Only days after her arrival, Magdalena took over the cult and sacrificed two of the townsfolk. More human sacrifices followed, and Magdalena began to drink the blood of the victims. She forced the Hernandez brothers to drink too, and soon they became to believe that she really was the awakened Incan god, Cataliku. So, they started this, and they hire a prostitute to join in as an actor, and then she becomes the ringleader. And then she experiences psychosis. (laughs) And becomes the ringleader. Can we talk about such a bad bitch? I mean, she killed people. This is sad. But also, the power that she had. No, that's absolutely crazy. Like, they were like, oh, fucking guess this crazy bitch really is. <laughs> Literally. And the we fact that people, with... like, went along with it as well, yeah. thinking that she was, like, this Incan god. Like, they drank another human's blood. Blood, yeah. Oh, that makes me feel nauseous. Like, actually, yeah. ugh. Mm. For six weeks straight, they butchered and consumed victims with the surviving townsfolk sharing the feast of blood and orgies that followed. Slay! <laughs> Only Magdalena was allowed to eat the hearts of the victims. In the middle of May, a 14-year-old named Sebastian Guerrero from a neighboring town investigated the weird fires and shouting coming from the cavern temple and saw dozens of people near naked, covered in blood, cutting themselves and eating flesh of corpses impaled on spikes and scattered around altars. On foot, he ran over 25 kilometers to the nearest police station and reported what he'd seen. The police did not take him seriously, but sent Officer Luis Martinez to take him back to the scene to make sure nothing was going on, and then to drive him home. Neither of them were ever seen alive again. Bro, when... Have you... This story's familiar. I think that's why we drinked it. Yeah, this is very familiar. Okay, yeah, keep going. 
When Officer Martinez didn't come back, the rest of the police force was called in backup from several local towns and went in force to the caves. Upon arrival, they were attacked by the cultists, who had somehow attained obsidian knives and blades. Badass obsidian. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Despite their ferocity, the, ma- the officers managed to gun down most of them and were able to arrest what remained. The boy found Sebastian dead on the altar. His oh heart had God. been eaten. Uh, so they boy. killed this 14-year-old boy and ate his, Magdalena ate his heart. That's disgusting. Oh, 14? And he's not even in the cult. Come on, Not even bro. in the cult. Yeah, just saw it and was like, oh, no, let me tell the police. Let me do the right thing because these people are eating living people. Like, Yeah. What? And then he got eaten? And then he got ate. <laughs> so... The officer had also been dismembered and one of Hernandez's brothers had been mutilating and partially eaten. Solis and her remaining priestess, the twelve of the townsfolk, were brought to the trial on June 13, 1963. Each of them received a prison sentence of 30 years, except Solis, who was sentenced to 50 years in prison. Mm. Solis still lives to this day. She has never recanted her belief that she's the avatar of Kaliku, the blood god. Damn, so she was probably just experiencing psychosis. Mm-hmm. That is crazy, dude. Oh, that's terrifying. Just fucking wild. And the fact that it was like just in a regular town. Uh, just a small town like that was. Like off of indigenous people. Exactly that. Yeah. Exactly that. Trying to milk them dry of everything they have. And then they were just going to leave them. But then they just went along with it because they believed so deeply in their faith. Yeah. Which that's... is crazy what faith can like bring you to do. And how many cults are just faith driven insanity rings. Yeah, it it is like faith can really bring you to do amazing things, but faith in itself can be, I'm really overusing this word, a form of psychosis. Like where you really believe that everything you do has a divine meaning or power or that there's a reason for it. So like everything is justified. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. I don't know. I'm not faithful to a religion like that. And so sometimes when I, I feel like people who... Our faithful can see things clearer when it comes to that because they have a devoted faith. Yeah. But because I don't, I'm like, this shit's fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I can't imagine having a devout faith as an adult with, like, a clear mind because I only experienced that in youth, you know, Mm -hmm. like, under 10. So it wasn't my own thoughts. So I can't imagine, like, existing in a world where your thoughts are sort of, like, controlled under some divine being who you believe in. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Yeah. Wild. Anyway. So my next one is from I Like Mr. Rogers. (laughs) This one never gets mentioned in these threads. Several kids were kidnapped and murdered from 1967 to 1977 in Michigan. The murderer would dress their bodies very nicely with freshly ironed clothes and then display their bodies like trophies in easy-to-spot locations, sometimes right in front of the police station. When one boy was kidnapped, his mom was interviewed. She was an emotional wreck, obviously, and said that she wanted her son back so she could just take him to get his favorite meal, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Bro, so true, man. Yeah. KFC. 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 (laughs) Several days passed, and the boy is found dead, displayed as a trophy with clean clothes and his belongings neatly placed beside him. When an autopsy was performed, they recorded the contents in his stomach. It was Kentucky Fried Chicken. The killer had never been caught or identified. Bro, so that means the killer fucking saw that interview and was like, oh, you like chicken? I'll give you some of that before you die. Yeah, and then killed him. That's awful. That is so gross. 
So sad. Man. And the killer was never identified? <laughs> we Do you think that the story in Michigan amplified KFC sales? No, for sure. Everyone was like, oh my god. We just watched uh, Castaway. <laughs> What's that? With Tom Hanks? No. Unfamiliar. And Wilson? Don't know who The Wilson volleyball? Is. You've never seen Castaway? No. Oh my god. Well, Tom Hanks put on 50 pounds for the first half of it and then lost 50 pounds for the second half of it. Why do actors do that? Chilla, besties. Yeah. Chilla. But it's basically Tom Hanks works for FedEx, and it's like FedEx is crazy everywhere in this movie. Like, in every scene, there's a FedEx package or something. Wild. Um, And he works for FedEx, and he's in Russia, and he's coming home to his family, and his plane goes down. And so he's the only survivor and gets stuck on this island for five years. Oh, my God. Um, And so it just tells his story, and he, like, falls into a weird mental state and starts talking to this volleyball as like packages wash up on the shore he's like opening them and he saves one and delivers it at the end of the movie and oh my god it's crazy it's a great movie you should watch it i cannot believe you've never seen castaway no i've never seen it but me and phil and niece were watching it and we were like do you think that fedex went up or down do you think more people like applied to work at fedex used fedex because of the movie yeah um or didn't because it showed FedEx, like, a plane going down that was a FedEx plane. Like, yeah. did it have a negative or positive impact on the people that were viewing it? And apparently it went up by, like, 60% the next year. Wait, you're kidding me. No, it, like, amplified their... Because the movie was so successful. That's crazy. Yeah. Even though it showed them getting in, like, a plane crash or something. Yeah. Wow. It still went up yeah. so much. Well, I mean, just because then you're thinking about it. Like, mm-hmm. if you're thinking about this boy who ate KFC before he, he died for weeks and weeks, you're probably going to get KFC during those weeks. Exactly. Like, honestly, I'm thinking about getting the KFC vegan nuggies after this. <laughs> like, <laughs> We do live next to a KFC. We live so close to a KFC. So, you could. Yeah. Anyway, that was just my, my thought when I saw this. Wow. Damn, that's cool. I'll have to watch it. Yeah, you should watch it. It's free on, I think, Prime. Oh, cool. If it's free, then I'll definitely watch yeah. it. Yeah. This next one's from K. Susan 2002. <laughs> my parents grew up in Colombia during the drug wars of the 1980s. My dad's brother, who was 19 at the time, went out on a first date with the girl, and a few hours later, family realized he didn't come back. Just a few hours later? Come on. Let him Let him, let get, him, his, he, let yeah. him get his nut. Yeah, please. He a needs at hours. least a few hours. Come, come on. on. The situation in Colombia was so tense at the time. If somebody was late, many people already started to assume the worst. After two days of not hearing from him, after reporting to the police and getting nothing, my dad decided to drive to the river outside the city where many drug cartels dumped bodies. He found his brother decomposing's body along with the girl that he went with. Oh. So sad. Yeah. Turns out a friend of the girl he went with, who was also with them at the date, confessed to the three of them that they got kidnapped by the main girl's jealous ex-boyfriend, who had recently become a member of the cartels. Oh, damn. He took them all into the mountains, castrated them all, and then shot both my uncle and his date in the head. God. After that, they dumped their bodies, and somehow the girl they went with got to escape and told the story days later on the news. Sadly, this is one of hundreds of stories everybody who grew up in Colombia in the 80s knows. Damn, dude. That would be terrifying. Like, imagine going on a Tinder date mm-hmm. and then being, like, castrated and shot. Ah. Isn't there, like, mm. um... There's this one story that I saw a while ago that this girl went on a Tinder date and uh, came back with this guy 
and the guy like let himself out at the end of the night because she didn't want to sleep with him and then she went to bed and then she heard movement in the middle of the night and was like what the fuck is going on and so she looked downstairs and the guy had broken back into the house and was laying out plastic everywhere like roll of painter's plastic no 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 and had hammers laid out and so she like ran back in the bedroom and called the police and he literally was like planning on killing her dude holy shit yeah he got arrested for it thank god he didn't do it i know thank god she woke up and saw yeah um but she was like apparently she felt really drowsy when she was going to bed and he must have like drugged her or something and she just happened to wake up oh my god and so, yeah, because she was like, I don't want to sleep with you. I feel too blah, blah, blah. And he was like, okay, I'll let myself out. Have a good night. Yeah, wait. And then he came back. That is disgusting. I do not trust men. That is so terrifying. I know. God. Oh, thank God I'm in a committed relationship that I don't plan on ending anytime soon. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, you'll never scary. have to deal with that. I still sometimes think Nico's going to kill me in the middle of the night, you know? Yeah. Yesterday, Nick said this, and Nico said, I probably won't. <laughs> The probably. fact that he said probably. <laughs> probably. Isn't it like you're more likely to be murdered by someone you know or like your significant yes. other? Yes. That is... I don't want to die like that. No, you you probably won't. I probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Rip. Uh, one year from now, I'm like doing... A, <laughs> a true your, crime yeah, story on me. It's about you. Yeah, it's our last episode. I'm like... But then it goes viral, and so I can't let it be our last episode. And, and then like, the show must go on, and yeah. you replace me We with get Nico. someone who sounds like you with Nico. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> with your murderer. <laughs> <laughs> my best friend's killer. That's what oh, I'd be called. Oh, that'd yeah. be a good podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd anyway. be dedicated to you. The next one is from Man 11 The Alexander family, which occurred in the late 70s, yet you don't hear about it as often as you think. Harold and Dagmar Alexander were a couple. (laughs) Dagmar. I know. And the fact that Dagmar is the girl. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Picture if your name was Dagmar. Dagmar. Oh, Dagmar, you dog. (laughs) Oh, you sexy. mm, Dagmar, you're so sexy. Fuck me, Dagmar. Ooh, Dagmar. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. flop. You. We're a married couple living in Dresden, Germany, and part of the Lower Birth Society, which was a small religious cult. The leader of the group claimed to be the prophet and the voice of God on earth, and after the leader's death, Harold claimed he had inherited the prophethood. In 1954, the couple had their second child, Frank. Harold then stated that Frank was the prophet, and everything Frank said was to be taken as the word of God and law and must be obeyed by all within the cult and the family. This included his older sister, Marina, and his younger sisters, Sabine and Petra, who were twins. That would be the most annoying thing. Imagine if your Being brother like your was little declared brother. God. Ugh. I would, uh-uh. Ugh. I would not, I would stop leaving God immediately. Literally. <laughs> like, fuck you. But that's crazy that he was like, the leader died, and he was like, I have inherited it, and then had a child, and he's like, now you got it. <laughs> you know, it just keeps on passing the you torch. He said, this sucks. Yeah, he said, I did not <laughs> you, you like take it. take it, girl. <laughs> Go off, Frank. When Frank became a teenager is when things took a turn towards the disturbed. He decreed that having sex with someone outside the family was impure and blasphemous. Oh, God. In order that his family only have intercourse with each other. This included his mother and sisters. Amazingly, they all agreed because they thought it was the way of God, the way of serving their God. Oh my God, ew. Rumors about the family began to spread locally, and when police began investigating them, 
the Alexanders packed and moved to Canary Islands. There they lived a private life and the neighbors didn't know much about them, but for the fact that they played organ music during the day and night. <laughs> okay. Organ music 24-7. Yeah. Bopping that shit. Organ mu- music and incest. Like, Ew. That's there. Uh, do you think one person played while the rest of them fucked? Yeah, who do you think it was? The dad? I bet Sabine played. Sabine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sabine sounds like she plays organ. Or Petra. Petra. Yeah. If Petra was playing, it'd be like some hyper pop shit on the yeah, organ. Yeah, like almost synth. Yeah. would be like, is that the organ? It's getting kind of funky. It's funky fresh. Yeah. Yeah. By December 1970, the family had been in the Canary Islands for 10 months, and on the 22nd of December, Sabine was working as a cook at the mansion of a doctor. The doctor was surprised when Harold and Frank arrived at the villa caked in what appeared to be mud. They asked for Sabine to come out so they could speak to her, and when she did, that's when the doctor overheard them saying, Sabine, dear, we wanted you to know at once that Frank and I have just finished killing your mother and sisters. One would think that upon hearing such morbid news, she would have cried or ran away, but instead she grasped her father's bloodstained hands and said, I'm sure you've done what was necessary. Harold then noticed that the doctor was there and turned to him, admitting, Ah, you've overheard. We've killed my wife and other daughters. It was the hour of killing. (laughs) Isn't that insane? What the fuck, dude? That also goes like to it, show, like, the toxic family dynamic. She just said, okay, yeah. I mean, she just I believed wholeheartedly. Because when you're taught that, that your brother is the word of God and you're not shown anything different. Because this is, like, a long time ago, you know? Yeah, dude. You just kind of fall into that and there's no other truth or reality. Because you can't see any other truth or reality. That is so fucked. That is fucked up, bro. Yeah. Imagine being the doctor. I'd be like... Being like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, for sure. Like, My cook's family comes up and says that they murdered everybody? What? she's chill with it? Like, she's vibing still? Like, gonna come back to work and finish working? Ugh. Ew, 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 ew. The doctor told the remaining members of the Alexander family to wait on this front patio. He ran inside and called the police. The police took Harold and Frank into custody, and detectives entered their apartment, to which they... Discovered the most gruesome scene we had ever seen. Blood was splattered everywhere, and in the living room there were the corpses of Marina and Petra. Their breasts and genitals were cut out and nailed to the wall. Oh my god, dude. Oh, fuck. Dagmar had been found in the bedroom and suffered the same grisly fate as her daughters. Upon questioning, Frank claimed he murdered his mother with a cloth hanger first because she looked at me wrong. And upon seeing the bloodshed, Harold claimed that it was the hour of killing. So he played organ music while his son slaughtered and mutilated the entire family. So it was Harold. Harold was the one playing the music. <laughs> yeah, Harold we, was we the found out. Yeah, <laughs> We boom. found out. Boy. <laughs> Both father and son claimed that the women of the family knew and accepted their roles in the foretold hour of killing, which Frank had stated over the years could come at any moment, and remained unrepented because they claimed they sent the women to heaven. So the whole family was like okay with dying. After the mother, any any moment moment that Frank and Harold would kill everyone. I can't believe Harold just was like, oh, it's the hour of killing. Yeah. That's so fun. And having like breasts nailed to the wall, dude. Mm -hmm. I'm pissing. I'm pissing. I'm pissing. (laughs) I'm picturing pussy lips. 
Oh, yeah. Just labias nailed to the wall. Well, I was thinking about that because, like... The fact that I said pussy lips. Pushy. I'm thinking pushy <laughs> <Pussy> lips. Gay. <laughs> I just... Okay. I can't imagine... Do they, like, cut it all off and, like, take an, a, a nail, like, the clit and nail it like that? Or was it, like, one pussy lip n- nail? One other pussy lip nail? Like, little flabs of skin. I like to imagine it as if it were abstract art. Like a collage, if you will. Yeah. Oh, God, that's so disgusting. I'm like, oh, okay. So both were deemed unfit to stand trial due to mental health issues and were sent to a psychiatric hospital and remained there until death takes them. Sabine changed her name and ended up living with the coven, and her whereabouts are unknown. Good, honestly. She deserves that. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Sabine. I know. I mean, but also she was okay with it. She was like, this could happen at any time. I kind of knew this was going to happen. Yeah. But then to, like, re-enter the regular world where people don't believe that her brother is God. And being yeah. told, like, and being that the only one in your family to... yeah, that's, like, survived this. And you'll never be able to see your brother and father again. And yeah. you'll never, yeah. Oof. I hope she didn't have to see the crime scene. I, I bet she probably didn't. Yeah. Because that would be even more fucked up. But then she'd just have to imagine that for the rest of her life. Yeah, the st- horror stories about the people that did see it. Oh, dude. Ewee. So this is the last one. It's from Still Pacing. Viola Luizo. She was a Michigan housewife who believed strongly in the civil rights movement. Slay. I know, right? <laughs> she left her family to march on Selma and shuttled the African Americans to protest in the polls. She was murdered by a carload of KKK members for betraying the race, one of which turned out to be an FBI informant. Not an FBI informant. Fuck 12. Fuck 12. (laughs) Yep. Fuck 12. In order to shield the informant from guilt, the FBI spent the next 20 years putting out misinformation about her case and her death, going as far as to call her a prostitute, drug addict, and even a communist in the middle of the Red Scare. In reality, she was a devout Catholic and a mother of five who had the audacity to think that equality was something worth fighting for. Damn. That is very interesting. The government calling people drug addicts and um, prostitutes and saying... A communist. Communist, yeah. Like the... Because they were fighting for the correct side of history. Yeah. And even the government does that now, <laughs> you know? Literally. Like, they're just like, oh, that to person's a communist. Yeah. To this day. Yeah. Wild. And that was the last one. Oh, cool. A nice little charcuterie yeah, board. Because like then we weren't left with... I won't even talk about it. Then we weren't left with the story before that. That's yeah. That's perfect. Instead, we're, we're left, left with, with equality. <laughs> um, that was camp. For those, <laughs> for those who are wondering, yeah, <laughs> not aware. Uh, anyway, uh, you kind of can't do a three sentence summary. I'll do it. You're gonna do it? Yeah, I will. Okay, do it. A lot of stories are talked about on the interweb. Period. Today, comma, we take a few from Reddit. Exclamation point. Five. Exclamation point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that oh. last sentence being just an exclamation was was very good. Five! Five! <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. I, Five. We, I imagine that it's in like bold italicized letters. Okay, good. Yeah. I'll make sure yeah. to note that when I'm doing Thank the you. description. Perfect. Thank you very much. And I will be looking on the description. Good. Um, I hope you do. Okay. Because unlike you, I put the three sentence summaries in the description. I don't do that. You're right. And I'm sorry. Huh. <laughs> Instead, I'm like, beep deep bop have you ever thought about the clouds in the sky on a morning afternoon? We did today in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's so very uh, cute, though. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You can tell, like, you're professional and I'm, like, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Equally crazy. Uh, Equally crazy. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> oh, my God. Are you okay? Are you feeling girl boss gatekeeper gaslight? I'm feeling like your mom. <laughs> Period. <laughs> the crowd loves it. Uh, yeah. The crowd just eats you up every time. Oh my goodness. Yes, I'm so funny. <clears throat> no, I'm feeling girl boss. For why? For um it's what, like one and we just finished recording this podcast. Yeah, and... not even one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We're, um, it's Saturday and I had yesterday off. So I kind of, I feel like this is Sunday, but I still have another day off. Yeah. So I feel like I'm productive. I might like go on a little shopping trip with a gift card. Ooh, yeah, so, that's sexy. Yeah. So how about yourself? I'm feeling gate kept by time. Mm. There's yeah. not enough time. I feel like it's holding me down. I got a... I got there to be like 30 hours each day, and then I'd be fine. That sounds like lyrics to like a late 90s rock song, like the Smiths. Yeah. There is not enough time. <laughs> it's holding me down. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's... That's yeah. how I'm feeling. Did you not get Friday off? No. Do you get Monday off? No. But what about Easter and our good Lord? <laughs> I, my job don't believe in it. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know why my... I work for a film studio, dude. Like, why did I get Good Friday off? Good, though. Honestly, take it. Yeah, it was a great Friday because of that. Great Friday. Yeah, yeah. Woo! Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. So, check us out on social media. We are on Instagram at Killer Kush Podcast. And on Facebook, we are something, but my brother informed us that he couldn't find us. So, look us up on Facebook, but if not... Look us up on our Patreon. Yeah, subscribe <laughs> yeah. to our Patreon by clicking the link tree in the bio, whatever you're listening on. You can also submit uh, stories that you have experienced, if they're true crime or ghostly or cryptid. And feel free to email us as well. And our merch is on that link tree as well. Yeah, check yeah. out our merch. It's on Etsy. I know we got a question about it. It's on Etsy. It's on, No, it's not on Etsy. It's or on Redbubble. Etsy, Redbubble, yeah. And it's on our link tree. It's on That's our link tree. Our, yeah. It's a, it's, a, yeah. it's the red bubble link. Yeah. And the way it works is they're designs and you can choose like for one design, you can choose if you want a water bottle, a tote bag, a shirt, a sticker. sticker. You can make anything out of that single design. So also, yeah. if you have any more recommendations for designs, please email us because I'm always down to make some more. Yes. And thank you for listening. And I hope you go on Reddit. Love you. Bye.